0: Hey, everybody, I'm Leon, and this is the Daily Reflection Podcast. I just think if there's one thing that that I've taken away from my recovery, and that is that putting down the drink is actually really just the first step. And if I treated it that way, the first time around, and throughout those times when I was when I was dry drunk, a uh, sober without a program. If I had treated that way, I would have saved myself a lot, a lot of heartache.
1: Welcome to the Daily Reflection Podcast. My name is Michael Lynn from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I'm Lee McGinnis from Leesburg, Virginia. As members of the recovery community, we created this podcast as a way to provide experience, strength, and hope through the lens of the Daily Reflection book. Each day, we interview members of the recovery community in the hope that their experience may provide inspiration. We value inclusion and diversity, and we really want to provide a platform for all the voices of recovery. We aren't affiliated with any 12-step or recovery program, but you may hear these mentioned throughout the course of an interview. Hey, before we get to the show, I'd like to ask a favor. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it'd be great if you could leave us a comment or a rating. This is going to do a couple of things. It's going to help us expand our reach and improve the show. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. Today is October 25th, and as usual, We have a guest in the studio. It's Leon. Leon,
0: welcome to the show. It's
1: great to have you on the podcast.
0: It's so, so, so cool to be here.
1: (laughs) Fantastic. Well, we start the show in the same way pretty much every episode. We ask the guest to read the Daily Reflection for today. Leon, would you get us started?
0: Will do. Daily Reflections for October 25th, AA's heartbeat. Without unity, the heart of AA would cease to beat from, as Bill sees it, page 125. Without unity, I would be unable to recover in AA on a daily basis. By practicing unity within my group, with other AA members, and at all levels of this great fellowship, I receive a pronounced feeling of knowing that I am part of a miracle that was divinely inspired. The ability of Bill W. and Dr. Bob working together and passing it on to other members tells me that to give it away is to keep it. Unity is oneness, and yet the whole fellowship is for all of us.
1: Thanks for reading that, Leon. What is your sobriety date?
0: Uh, December 31st, 2007.
1: As you read this, it's talking about unity, and Mm -hmm. it refers to it as AA's heartbeat. Tell me what you were thinking as you read that.
0: Well, actually, what I was thinking about is the uh, kind of the struggle that I had uh, as it regards my higher power and sort of the uh, latest version of that for me as it, you know, sort of it's sort of morphed over time but the latest version of that for me is that i'm connected to something bigger than myself and i i do consider aa to be you know a part of that you know just one part of that greater whole and the unity thing for me means that i'm not an island out on a you know i'm not an island out in the ocean somewhere that i actually belong uh to something greater than myself so yeah that's what i was thinking
1: yeah, I like that visual, uh, you know, you said you're not an island, you're not out there all no. by yourself.
0: I've done that in, you know, obviously when I was drinking, I did that a lot, but I, I've i also done that. Part of my story is that um, when I was uh, sober, for many of the years that I was sober, I was sober without a program. So I kind of latched on to AA back in the 90s. I, I had a good solid um, 10 plus years of sobriety in the 90s and then going into the 2000s. And I stayed sober through all that time, and then I stayed sober without a program until 2007 when I slipped. And after I uh, got sober at the end of 2007, I was without a program again until about 2015, and there's a lot of chaos that ensued uh, in that time. But you know, that was when I felt like I was just out there floating out on the ocean, just without without any you know support, without any. You know, direction. So grabbing onto the life raft in 2016 again, which was when I kind of came back for reals into uh, the program. You know, that was that was when I decided to really get right with my higher power and figure out what it is for me because I hadn't really done that early in recovery. I just sort of uh, faked it. I was faking it till I made it, which was which was useful at the time. But I've I've found that this time I've got a lot a lot stronger connection to my higher power, which I think was missing previously.
1: A lot of people try to do it on their own. They try to do it without Mm. a program. Well, I'm one of them. I mean, I tried every possible (laughs) way (laughs) and uh, yeah, it didn't work for me either. I struggled with drinking and the regular pattern of behavior was that I would be able to get some time, maybe days, maybe even Mm -hmm. weeks but I ended up always obsessing about a drink and then drinking. What was what was going on with you prior to you attempting to get sober on your own?
0: You know, the, what was going on for me is, well, I, I moved over to China in 1996. Mm-hmm. And that sort of started a downward, well, I don't want to say a downward progression, but it sort of started a sort of me getting further and further away from, from the program. There were less meetings. There were less members to rely on. I kind of, you know, fell out of touch with my AA sponsor back in uh, Canada and, uh, you know, some of my AA friends and whatnot. And, uh, you know, Shanghai was nice. I had a, a, about a year and a half or so there and, and sort of stayed in touch then. But once I moved out to Qingdao, things started going south in a hurry. And that's not to say that it was all bad because I stayed sober, you know. And when you put down the drink, a lot of it, you know, I was able through 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 the grace of God and through, through a, a, you know, clinging to my AA idea that if I don't drink everything will be okay which part of that worked you know but it was it was the you know I I like to look at it and go okay there's alcohol in the first step and then everything else is everything else right (laughs) so I got the first step kind of not too bad in those years but it was the everything else that that just slowly descended into into just you know and I'm sure it would have been a lot worse if I had started drinking again So there's that. And it was funny because I slipped for the entire year, 2007. And that was the year when it seemed like the gasoline just started getting poured on the fire and it just got (laughs) really, really, really bad, really fast. Yeah. And so I was able to pull myself out out of it again, through the grace of God. I, I, Mm -hmm. and I, I still, even though I was sober without a program, I still credit AA with keeping me sober in those days when I was, when I was a dry drunk. So how, how, how so tell me about that. Well, it's just always in the back of my mind. Mm. The AA thing was just always in the back of my mind. Like, as long as I stay sober, I'm I'll I'll be okay. You know, it'll, and you know, even if I don't, so it was there, that was there, but I think, you know, it just, you know, this, this lovely lady. in the in the late 90s, late eighties got me to AA. And I just, I liked it right away. And I, I just, I just meshed with that, that whole thing, you know, the 12 step recovery program for me just became like a way of life. Yeah. And I liked it so much. It's kind of curious how I got away from it. So, you know, over those years, but the funny thing is, is when I finally in 2016, I remember it it because yesterday I was looking out on the thing and everything was, my marriage was going for shit and, Mm. and, uh, and, uh, life was looking pretty like, you know, I've seen this movie before, you know, things kept happening again and again. And I, I, I called, I'm in Shenzhen now. That's where I was at the time as well. Mm-hmm. And not a big program thing here. You know, there's, there's uh, there's now there's about four or five meetings a week, but at the time there was two or three actually, yeah. Yeah. and really small fellowship. But I called, I, I looked up AA Shenzhen and I found a thing and I called my, who, the guy who ended up being my sponsor Brock. And it was about at 10 PM and I called and He was asleep and he didn't say hello or anything. He says, why are you calling me so late? (laughs) (laughs) And I, I thought, Oh, okay. Got a gruff one. I said, well, I I just, uh, I think I need to get back into AA. And he goes, well, there's a meeting on Saturday, uh, Saturday morning. And uh, he talked to me for a little bit, but he was pretty tired. You could tell. I said, I don't want to keep you. I said, I'll see you on Saturday. He goes, you sober? I said, yeah. I said, you're going to stay sober. Yeah. I think I can do that. Okay. Well come to the meeting on Saturday. So I went to the, and you know, the language, it just envelops you, you know, the language of AA is just so Mm. it's, it's warm and comforting, but at the same time, it's like direct, you know, it's to the point. Give me
1: an example. What do you mean? What do you mean by that?
0: Well, um, I'll give an example. And that is from the big book, right? So I went through the big book again, back in 2016 And I went to directly to to how it works. And I underlined all of the things in there that I hadn't done. I got them right here in front of me. Do you mind if I run? No, not at all. Please do. Yeah. Okay. Thoroughly followed our path, completely give themselves to this simple program, rigorous honesty, willing to go to any length to get it, fearless and thorough, let go. Absolutely uh dealing with alcohol cunning baffling powerful without help it is too much half measures avail this nothing complete mm-hmm. abandon okay those were all the things that i sort of looked at and went okay i don't think i did any of that yeah <laughs> even when i was <laughs> even when i was 100 percent on in the program i didn't do any of that right yeah so that's what i decided to to just like read that how it works completely differently than i used to which was mm. Okay, we'll get through all the uh, the introductory stuff here and get to the steps, you know?
1: Yeah. Huh. Wow. So I imagine you you restarted when you came back I in. Did. Yeah. And it's funny, my um,
0: sponsor started me off at step three uh, 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 and and right into four rather mm-hmm. than for the first, I guess, a uh, few weeks, just to keep me keep me involved and keep me sane, he said, do, do 10, 11, and 12, do your third step prayer, do your seven step prayer. Do your 10, 11, and 12 every day. So I started a routine of doing that. And I've been doing it yep. ever since.
1: How long did it take you to, to get through the steps again?
0: Oh, it was a couple of months, I guess. Mm-hmm. We went we went uh, relatively easy on it. Mm-hmm. It, it. Kind of like assignments. I would yeah. do four. And then and then I met uh, a guy in Hong Kong to do my fifth. And then we did six and seven when I got back. And mm-hmm. then I started on my list. And that took you know a week or two. Which list and was then that? We, my my list of amends okay step eight and then when when we went through that it was a bit of a different process than i had done before in that we separated out these amends into you know direct amends and then living amends and then those cases where i can only turn it over to god i mean the the, uh, the the ability to make the amend is already passed Mm. And we went through, through every single one like that. Cause you know, like my father and mother had both passed away and they were on the list and there were previous relationships and stuff that were, you know, we'd fell, fallen out of touch. So yeah. the biggest one for me was the living amends. It's like, you know, in, when you're in a, a marriage and then you're, you're kind of behind the eight ball when you're coming back to it, you know, <laughs> having sort of done all this damage, right. The idea of just being able to, to overlook the language you know, the, the the caustic language of your spouse when, when, when they're in a moment of their own yeah. and to put on that armor and go, okay, this isn't, you know, this isn't about me defending myself or anything like that. This is part of the living amends where I just say, okay, this person needs to express what's going on for them. And I may feel that the words that are being said are hurtful and inappropriate and everything like that, but she deserves to have that opportunity to, to, uh, you know, go through that. And that's, that was part of the living amends for me.
1: I am a huge fan of looking at how the program, well, number one, the the program gets us sober and and it helps us to stay sober. and one day at a time, but it also gives us this amazing program for living it designed for living. And what you just talked about is like, I don't know that, you know, people that don't aren't introduced to the program have access to those types of tools. And, um, that's a beautiful, just
0: ordinary Ordinary folks, right? I mean, yeah, just yeah, like like what the normies who who are able <laughs> to drink properly might grow up never having these things, and that's the thing that I kind of, for some reason, when I came back this time, the practicality of it all just mm. hit me like a brick. I decided, even with my concept of my higher powers, just keep it practical. Stay out of the ethereal. It doesn't matter what or who or where. Mm-hmm. God is right. It just all that it matters is there's something, is there some way that I can practically apply, you know, what I know. And I actually, somebody asked me about this the other day. It's like, okay, there's this guy going through his third step. And uh like, how do you do it? And everything like that. I said, fucking, you know, you're, you're talking to the wrong guy. You know, like, I, I don't know. Just, uh but I said, what I, what I do know is that I know what I don't know. Mm-hmm. And like in the Serenity prayer, it says, you know, grab me the serenity to accept things I cannot change. Those are the things that I don't know for some, whatever reason I don't have the knowledge or the experience or the wherewithal or whatever, you know, it's, it's out of my realm, you know? Yeah. So that to me is my higher power, mm. right? Whatever I don't know. And, yeah. and uh, you know, whatever I do know, I've already gained it. That's the stuff that I have to take action on. You know, if I know mm. how to do it, there's no because, because the question was put to me like this, if I turn it all over to my higher power, then, what does that mean? I just sit on my couch all day, and
1: <laughs> you know, levitate.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's not. So it's like whatever whatever is in my circle of influence, that's what I've got to take care of, right?
1: All right. So I'm imagining that there are people listening that um, maybe have some exposure to the program but haven't worked it. Um, what What advice would you have for someone that was in your shoes that may mm-hmm. maybe they're coming back, maybe they have a little bit of an understanding, and they're they're listening to this. Trying to get some inspiration. What what kind of advice would you have for them?
0: You mean they've already had some exposure to to the program? Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm sure well, there are there are many different types of people listening. Some with no experience, but I'm I'm imagining that there's going to be people that have have exposure and are looking to deepen their connection with a higher power and and really just learn learn a better way to work the program.
0: I would start with an actual program, daily program, and just say this is what I'm going to do every day. You know, come hell or high water. And that's that's kind of what I did. And I mean. There of course there were days when I was either, you know, well into the day and I oh, I forgot to do this or I forgot to say this prayer or or I'm already agitated. Now what do I do? Call my sponsor. But I mean just just having that commitment to my to yourself to say every day I'm gonna do XYZ that's related to the program. And my mm-hmm. for some people it might be meditation, it might be doing a reading, it might be whatever. And absolutely when I was, I mean, the first six months that I was in, I was on the phone to my sponsor in the beginning, especially like pretty much every day, but, you know, regularly three, two, three, four times a week Mm. and just, you know, picking his brain for all it was worth. And the interesting thing about that is that our politics completely mismatched, right? (laughs) I mean, we were like opposite ends of the political spectrum, but Mm -hmm. you know, when it came to AA stuff, outside issues, right. It's like, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no, there's no politics or anything like that in, in, in those discussions. And then we would, we would have our thing and then we'd have about 10 minutes of like, you know, debating things after, <laughs> after our thing. But I mean, just having that connection with, a, with a sponsor that you trust and that you, and that you, uh, you know, that you can connect with on some level, there's no better way than a daily program. I don't, I don't think, I, mm. I think that, having that written down and saying, this is what I'm going, this is what I'm going to commit to. It's like a, it's like a, a workout program or something like that, where you just say, this is what I'm going to do. And and I'm not going to let anybody or anything get in the way of this.
1: So having goals is important and keeping the goals narrowly focused where you can achieve them on a daily basis. Right. That's, mm-hmm. what, I'm, that's what I'm hearing. Awesome.
0: I do. I do the, I have lots of readings that I, that I have in front of me and I just, you know, pick one, that. but I always do. Uh, God, I offer myself to Thee to build with me and to do with me as Thou wilt. Every day I do that, and no, third, third no doubt about it. Yeah. yeah. And who am I meant to serve today? That's mm. the question. Is it my family? Is it my, you know, my my job? Is it is it uh, another AA member? Who who am I meant to serve? And mm. uh, that's always foremost in my mind. And it's funny when uh, you know when issues in my relationship come up or when, you know, issues about money or issues about X, Y, Z come up. And then I call another member and start to talk to them about it. It always comes back to what am I doing for somebody else? If I'm not doing something for somebody else at that particular moment, then I'm probably, you know, not where I need to be.
1: That's usefully whole. I mean, that's one of the, the goals of the program is to help you to get to a point where you're sane and usefully whole and can serve others. That's a beautiful thing. Well,
0: it's funny because a lot of people say you never graduate. But I kind of think that graduation is step 12 on a continuing daily basis. That's mm-hmm. when, like, you graduate from university and then you go get a job where you do the thing that you graduated from, from it to do, right? So I, I, I kind of think that you do kind of graduate in a way because you you go, okay, now if I do 10, 11, and 12 every day and I keep my my nose clean and I keep contact with my higher power, um, then I'm I'm up to the task of being of service, mm-hmm. you know? So,
1: yeah. So what does service look like today? How are you in service today?
0: Well, it's funny. It's kind of hard these days because I, you know, where, where the meetings are. So I've got a meeting in, in my, my place of business and uh, that happens every Wednesday, but there's not always anybody there except me. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and then the meetings that I was going to in the evenings, I can't go to anymore because uh, my job restrictions. So it's pretty much down to the people that I, that I stay in touch with. And the odd Zoom meeting and stuff like that. There's not much available otherwise for me here. Mm. So I've got my sponsor is in in the U.S. I've got my sponsee who is also in the U.S. in in Chicago. And uh, I've got, uh, um, I can shout those guys out, right? It's Brock and Tyler. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, there you go. Say hi to those guys if they're listening. (laughs) Let's get them on the show. (laughs) uh, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I'll, I'll pass them along. And, uh, you know, another friend of mine, Patrick just moved over and John, who's here in Shenzhen. I think, you know, John john has been on the show. So, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so this is, this is how I get my, uh, my almost daily dose of, of AA from, uh, as in terms of being a service to other people. And of course, in my family, I got opportunities every single day to be a service, which is, which is, uh, not too small a part of my recovery.
1: Wait a minute. Are you telling me that service transcends? the AA <laughs> environment?
0: I, I believe it does. I, you know, like if I'm not being of service to, even, even like i I'm a, I'm a boss. Uh, uh, so figuring out how to be of service to the people that work for us and, 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 uh, you know, do it in a way that, that, uh, follows program principles and to reach out to my AA members when I, you know, to my fellow AAs, when I don't really, when I have a situation, I don't really know how to deal with, with them. It's it's great, you know, like it's like you say, it's 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 a way of living that a lot of people might not even have access to, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it's funny because I do see I see echoes of of this type of thinking outside the program. In well, there's concepts like servant leadership. And you see Oh, I love you it. Know, yeah uh, leaders practicing, you know, leadership by by serving others, which is a beautiful thing.
0: That's the one minute sure. manager guy. I forget his name. Oh, Ken yeah. Blanchard.
1: Okay. Yeah, Ken Blanchard, right.
0: Yeah. yeah, so he wrote a book called, about servant leadership, which is really nice and and fits into AA perfectly. There's other ones too, like Dale Carnegie's book, totally fits into AA. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, I, I feel like I'm listening to a, a contemporary contemporary of uh, Bill W. When I listen to that book, it's just crazy.
1: Yeah, and talk about unity. I mean, that's it's all yeah. about unity. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience before we begin to wrap up?
0: I just think. Uh, you know, if there's one thing that, that I've taken away from my recovery and that is that putting down the drink is actually really just the first step. And if, if, if I treated it that way the first time around and throughout those times when I was, when I was dry drunk, you know, drunk with a sober without a program, if I had treated that way, I would have saved myself a lot, a lot of heartache. And I know there's lots of guys that, you know, they come in and, and they can't, get past those first two, the first step they can kind of get past, but two and three just kind of get them hung up. And my thing would be like, don't get hung up on those, on those steps. Mm -hmm. They're, they're meant as a, they're meant as a, uh, you know, an entry point to something greater. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't ever hurt as bad to go through the steps as it does to stay out there drinking. Mm -hmm. It never, ever hurts as bad as that. Uh, you know it hurts there's no doubt there's some pain in recovery and there's a lot of uh bumps along the way for sure but it's it really beats the alternative mm. by by you know a thousand times
1: i agree well, leon this has been a great discussion i want to thank you for spending time sharing your experience strength and hope
0: awesome thanks a lot have a good one michael
1: thanks so much for listening if you want to find us online, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com groups slash Daily Reflection Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Reflector. You can read stories of recovery from our community at blog.dailyreflectionpodcast.com. Please don't forget to give us a rating on your podcast app. We greatly appreciate it. Have a great day.